A radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Now, the reason why Luther says we daily exercise ourselves with the catechism, we daily read a page of the Bible, of the New Testament, or the Psalms, or some other piece of the Bible, is because by it we beat back the devil. <laughs> There's no talk of relationship there. There's none of this kind of lavender-scented piety at all. <laughs> it says, look, either you're going to be chewed up and pooped out by the devil, or you're going to read the Bible. <laughs> right. Well, uh, I mean, that's how it's not really romantic at all. It's not wrong to talk that, that that God is here. It's just a question of how is he here? Is he here yeah. in my emotions? Do I feel his presence? Or do I know he's here because of his promise? And then over the face of this Moses, you put a plastic happy Jesus mask. Because this is what most people think of Jesus. <laughs> kind of a <laughs> smiley covering up of Moses. Since waterboarding is determined as torture, this is Table Talk Radio, uh, yeah. favorite Lutheran theological game show. So, oh boy, is it ever! And what a what a lineup that we have for you today. We have let's see, the praise song cruncher. We have name that logical fallacy, and last but not least, preaching to Hollywood. <laughs> oh man, what oh, a day! Yeah, I, I no way we're gonna get through it all. Losing sleep last night for sure. <laughs> nice. Uh, but first, we have buzzwords. Yes. I got a great one for you. Okay. Ready? It's Bernoulli's equation. Oh, yeah. I know all about that. Well, why don't you tell the listener what it is? Well, Bernoulli's equation is this. P plus one-half of rho V squared plus rho GH is a constant. P is the pressure, rho is the density, V is the velocity, H is the elevation, and G is the gravitational acceleration. Now, there's some limitations to the use of Bernoulli's equation, and that is that points 1 and points 2 lie on a streamline, that the fluid that's being measured has a constant density, that the flow is steady, and that there is no friction. Wow, these restrictions sound severe. The Bernoulli equation is very useful, partly because it's very simple, and partly because it can give great insight into the balance between pressure, velocity, and elevation. Do you think I just made that up, or do you think I just quoted from the Princeton <laughs> website? I think you're just reading some some random website. Yeah, Princeton.edu. Okay. You know, Bernoulli's equation. Now, you would say, how could that possibly, possibly come up in the theological context? Well, right. you'll just have to wait and see. Okay. My theological buzz phrase for you, thanks to the guy, is over at Theopedia.com. Oh, and, I forgot about that. And you would hardly know that this is from Theopedia, the reform group. But it is resistible, prevenient grace. <laughs> when your grace needs two adjectives, you might be a Calvinist. <laughs> I'll read you what it says. Uh, resistible. Wait, hold on. Say what did it get? Resistible. Prevenient grace. It is a doctrine concerning a type of grace that offsets the noetic... Uh, effects of the fall, restores man's free will, and thus enables every person to choose to come to Christ or not. This view takes shape in two different forms, reflecting the extent of, and 
um, the way in which grace is offered to mankind. Historically, adherents to this doctrine say that this grace is given to every person, thus universal prevenient grace. Others have said that this grace is only given to those who actually come under the intelligent hearing of the gospel, thus individualistic prevenient grace. (laughs) So this this is the whole thing. Remember... um, when uh, when you when you deny uh, total depravity, and you yeah. have uh, people uh, like like uh, what was his name um, Pelagius who was saying ah oh, don't don't worry about original sin it's not that big deal um, you can just you know work towards God and, and all is well well the yeah. the those who came later like our friend uh, uh, Jacob Arminius and and those um, in his camp didn't yet deny original sin, but they had to come up with a way that you could still have free will. So the answer was in prevenient grace. So that, yes, you're uh-huh. fallen in sin, but you're given this grace so that you're able to choose. Yeah, um, I, I, now, I, I, the question I is... see what you're talking about. The question is, is this grace given to everyone, thus everyone is able to choose? Or is it only given to those upon hearing the gospel, so that the gospel enables you to make a choice? Just confusing. I think it'd be better if we just talk about how the scriptures do that the that God Himself uh, uh, brings His grace to us through the gospel, and that is what saves the saving the saving faith, and uh, He does this despite our sin. I'd go with that. Okay. All right. Let's go to the emails then. Questions at table. I got one. Radio I got one. Email I got address. One. This is from Jonathan. This is a series of emails from Jonathan, but he says this. Hey, guys, I know that Pastor W. is looking for something more akin to Bernoulli's equation when it comes to crunching the praise song heresy numbers. <laughs> oh, oh, wait. Uh, you just used your own buzzard. Huh. Sorry. I, I forgot the fact that I'm not supposed to use my own buzzword. I'm supposed to use yours. <laughs> yeah, anyway, remember. How long have we been doing buzzwords? Forgot how it worked. I don't know. Uh, however, I came up with a simple Excel file that seems to work rather well. I crunched about 10 songs, so this has been tested, you know? You know, like when you get your, your, the stereo, the car stereo, and it says, this was tested in factory number seven or whatever? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've, I've next, actually never bought a car stereo, so I don't know if that's what it says. You've heard. Uh, it's attached, so feel free to check it out and let me know what you think. It works by inserting your ratings on 12 questions. Uh, the 12 questions, there are three sets of weights given to the questions, four on a 12-point scale. Now, this, by the way, so we have the Excel spreadsheet. Uh, to make it easy, I've highlighted the field in which you're to enter the data in light gray. I hope you find it beneficial. Then he uh, changed it. He says, here, guys, is a revised version of the Worship Song Cruncher. I protected the cells with formula, added some of those small features, etc. Uh, it can be used for one, two, or three users. Nice. As with most statistical analyses... The more people contributing, the better. Thanks, Jonathan. Jonathan, thank you. Well, we could now. Do this we have today, to say then. we are going to do this now. But I think Paul, the astrophysicist, is working on an even more complex formula. <laughs> but we're going to give this one from Jonathan a thing. Yeah. So I think Paul, so, the astrophysicist, is working on Bernoulli's equation version hmm. of the praise song cruncher. Yeah. So two weeks only ago, be used when there's no friction, we got the 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 two praise song cruncher two point five. So this would be like Praise Song Cruncher 2.5.2 in the beta uh, edition yet. <laughs> the beta yeah, now still in testing. Yeah, so we so we point, have these. No, I better write that down. 2.5.2. I don't want to forget one, that important <laughs> piece of information. One user now. If Lumpy's around, we could have three. Is Lumpy or your vicar either one? Your Dulas is he sitting around there somewhere? Yeah, I don't know. He's probably taking a nap. <laughs> probably. 
Okay. I don't want to interrupt him. Well, th- this he is handy, so we're going to put it to use then for our uh, praise song crunching today. Um, you know, f- several weeks ago now, Pastor, you sent me an email asking me what the worst praise songs were. Were you going to speak? Is that when you went to Iowa or, yeah. or something? Except for we pronounce it now Iowa. <sighs> okay. Um, so I I sent you back. Now, I picked one up from, from that email. Uh, this was, <laughs> boy, this, this song is old <laughs> in the praise song years. Uh, you know how you have to advance when you have Pray dog. Praise song years are like dog years <laughs> yeah. because because it's contemporary, right? So, <laughs> so it's like two months and it's already outdated. Yeah. It's like that's not contemporary. <laughs> so this one's really this is uh, from Michael. This w. is like Smith. the tight rolled jeans of uh, <laughs> yeah. the tight rolled jeans of praise songs. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Do you ever this is like hear the this big song? Hair. It's called "Breathe" by Michael W. Smith. Well, yes, performed by my, yeah. So, so this is the one. I think this is one that we we have failed to crunch yet. At least, you know, it'd be funny if we have crunched it. We could see how it compares with the new rating system to, compared to the yeah, old that's one. Right. Um, but I think we're gonna have to check out if this is a mystic song or not. Sure. Okay, so I'm not. That's 100 percent sure. We have to actually work that hard on this one. <laughs> it kind of crunches. But itself. let's see. Just crunches, self-crunching. And then after that, the rest of the program, we're going to be uh, playing uh, Name That Logical Fallacy and Preaching to Hollywood uh, coming up here. Now, I, I have a little bit different perspective. or I mean, it's the same game, but it's a little little different perspective with Preaching to Hollywood. Um, I, I called you the other, the other day. I was telling you about this. I was watching this show on, I don't know, ABC, CBS, CBS um, Undercover Boss. Have you seen that show? Yeah. You should I do have. that. You should you should take the clerical off and sit in the pews and <laughs> the under undercover. Well, the, some some Mormon bishop guy did that. Some bigwig. He walked in like he was a homeless person. Oh, and okay. everyone treated him poorly. And then he walked up to the pulpit, and everyone was oh oh. Oops. Should have been nicer to that dude. <laughs> well, the reason I was watching this specifically is because undercover bishop uh, on on this show, undercover boss, a, a, a local company was featured. Uh, we have a, we have a a kind of a local. Um, coffee shop oh, chain yeah. called Dutch, Dutch Brothers. Uh, I sorry, I need to correct you. It's actually Dutch Bros. Dutch Bros. Yeah, my bad. Uh, he I was on Undercover Boss, and this is the largest privately owned coffee chain in America. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, so you have like you have like the big ones like Starbucks, but they but they're like I've cor- heard of them corporate. Yeah. So anyway, so one thing that I noticed through watching this show and a few other episodes. Was that uh, as these undercover bosses talk to the employees, they just like talk to them for like five minutes, and these employees are kind of pouring out their hearts about the terrible things that are going on in life. And I realize, you know, everybody has bad things going on in life. I mean, it, it'd be tough to to walk up to say uh, to someone if they're really being honest, saying, "Nope, everything is just perfect in my life. There's nothing going on that's weighing on my heart. Everybody has something going on." And so, if we as Christians now on the show. The answer that they always have at the end of the show is that the boss gives them lots of money to try and fix it. Um, but if if we, as Christians, can figure out a way to connect them the preaching of law and gospel to that situation, we're doing well as Christians. And I think that that's kind of the perspective I'm taking with preaching to Hollywood. The first of the part of this game is going to be listening to what the song is about and then um, uh, trying to preach law and gospel to this singer. Uh, and that's in the last segment of this program. So... Uh, with that, we're going to go to a commercial break and then dive right into the Praise Song Cruncher with Michael W. Smith. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Oh, baby. 
Hi, this is Jonathan Fisk, imputing the awesomeness of Worldview Everlasting into your favorite show, Table Talk Radio. And we're back, Table Talk oh, Radio. Oh, oh. Trace oh, on Cruncher. Yeah. So, Pastor, tell us some of the questions on this. Bernoulli's uh, equation. Yeah. No, not, not on that. On the price on Cruncher 2.5.2. Okay, let's 5. see. 2 I got it here. Is Christ mentioned? 12 points. Most. Zero points. Not at all. Oh, I see how this works. Then you got to determine how many points it gets. Yeah. This is so complicated. Does the song <laughs> incorporate heretical theology? Uh, where is the doer of the verbs in the song? Could the song be sung by a person of another faith? Are these our questions? Does the song use full sentences? That sounds more right. Does the song focus on the mystical? Does the song focus on subjective feelings? Does the song overtly talk about fire? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Is the song repetitive? Does the song focus on Christ, here, now, apart from the sacraments? Oh. Is the song in first person? Is the song romantic? Total points, 100. Now, Jonathan, you could have you could have um, on on the ninth question. I see that's worth five points. You could have made it worth six points and ask it twice, three points each. So, question number nine would be: Is the song repetitive? And question number ten would be: Is the song is repetitive? It very repetitive. Don't worry, you'll 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 you know think of some hilarity like that once you listen to Table Talk Radio long oh, enough. Oh yeah. If you, and if you're having trouble, you can enroll in the Wolfmuller School of Hilarity. I, by the way, speaking of that, since you were asking. Uh, have to write a paper. This is I don't know if this is top secret or not, but anyway, I got to write a paper uh, for a group of folks doing uh, some more research on pastoral care stuff, and I'm writing a paper on laughter and the gospel. <laughs> Who better? Huh? Oh yeah, yeah. You the think dean you of the get school of hilarity? Funny. Oh yeah, hmm. but no. Well, let's listen to the song then. This is "Breathe" by Michael W. Smith. <laughs> This is my daily bread. Daily bread or daily breath? Death this bread. is my daily bread. Again? Daily bread twice? Your very word spoken to me. What does that mean? Clarinet in the background or a duck call? <laughs> this is the air I breathe. Oops, that's all I have. Uh, this is the air oh, okay. I breathe, your holy presence living in me. 
What's that mean? This is your daily bread. This is my daily bread. Your very word spoken to me. And I'm desperate for you, and I'm lost without you. And I'm desperate for you, and I'm lost without you. I'm lost without you. I'm lost without you. I'm desperate for you. Uh, and then it says, cry out to live. Cry out to live? What's that mean? I don't know. So that's the song, uh, Breathe. What's cry out to live mean? I wonder, that's an interesting little rubric. <laughs> How many of you are hungry for God? I want more of him. Who wants the floodgates to open up? That's what it says at the end? I don't remember that what part. Is... I don't know. Maybe, maybe <laughs> this is like an editorial uh, comment. I want more of him. Who wants the floodgates to open up? Okay, I'm going to go through these questions. On a scale from 1 to 12, is Jesus mentioned? 12 being mentioned a lot. <laughs> no. I don't No, No Jesus. What is this song about? Now that I'm looking at the words, I'm a bit confounded. <laughs> you weren't confounded when you were looking at the words, but now that you are. <laughs> I was wrapped up in the moment, that, and yeah, I was trying I to figure out if it was a duck say, call. That's the mark of a good praise song. <laughs> you're not confused. I was caught up in the moment. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're just... No, this all makes perfect sense to me when I'm listening to him sing it. This is the air I breathe. What's the air you breathe? The air? <laughs> and if you're talking about the own air, that's not too exciting. But I don't think that's what it means. The air I breathe is the holy presence living in me. What? <laughs> that, does that mean something? Look, dear that, friends. That someone is breathing the presence of God? Yeah. What in the world is going on in this song? All right. Question number Jesus two. Zero. Does the song incorporate heretical theology? <laughs> uh. What's so funny about that? I'm well, still working on what in the world is the song talking about? Zero. Okay. I well, zero see, this, this is the hard thing. Jonathan, I don't think this needs to be question number two because this is why we put any other false teaching uh, on the praise song cruncher because uh, it's difficult to, to deal with the heretical question if there's actually no real teaching going on. You know? I mean, right, we've talked that's about right, this. That's right. That's why we need, see, it's got, the praise song cruncher formula has got to be more than addition and subtraction. There's got to be some factors in there. You know, some fractions? You know about yeah, a fraction? You, you need a, a, a graph, like the Y equals MX plus Yeah, B it's got to be yeah. like Bernoulli's equation. It does need to be like Bernoulli's <laughs> equation. But I don't see any false doctrine. Let's see, less heretical. Okay, okay, okay. Less heretical scores more points. Uh, look, see, this is part of. There's no theology at all, so there's no no heresy because there's no orthodoxy. <laughs> this is like okay. it's like asking if something tastes good and you didn't give him any food. Well, the uh, air. I How's agree. the air taste? That's what this song's about. The air. Okay, I'm gonna park this at six since it's kind of. I mean, it's hard. I mean, what do you do with it? What, what point value are you gonna give it? A zero. I gave it zero. No okay. false teaching. All right. Uh, who is the doer of the verbs in the song? Greater points if this the is doer is Christ, day. lesser now if the look, doer is you. Now, here's another one. This is my daily bread. Okay, that is a sentence, okay? This is my daily bread. Now, the, here's the part of the trouble with this sentence. is Nobody in the whole universe knows what is meant by this this is my daily bread? But that's not that? a question of the doer of the verb. Well, what is the verb? Is. So that nobody oh, yes. actually okay. does <laughs> at the is word. 
<laughs> Who is the doer of the verb? This is the doer of the well, verb. Well, here you have nobody a, knows what this is. You have is. Uh, the air that I breathe. So the subject is, I mean, the, the doer of the this verb is the is person the singing. This is the air I breathe. This is the air. Your holy presence. Oh, I, no, now look. Okay, okay, okay. Hold on. I've sorted out the grammar here. You know what the this is? Hmm. Your very word spoken to me. Got it? Okay. See how that works? So they forgot it. So it should be more like this would be a normal sentence. Your very word spoken to me, this is my daily bread. See it? See it? Mm-hmm. Now that makes sense. And in fact, that's not so bad. Now we've got to go back and see how this other one goes. Your holy presence living in me, this is the air I breathe. Now that, my friends, is, <laughs> does not make sense. Well, as far as a doer of the verbs, I'm, I mean, I don't see that. Let me look again. I don't see... I'm desperate for you. I don't see the God there being the am. doer of the verb in any one of these, right? Yeah, no, right. It's us. It's so it's got to be zero points on this one. Okay, zero, yeah. Jesus is not doing much except for being the air that we breathe, being the one who makes us not lost when he's there. Okay, All let's right. see. Could this song be sung by a person of another faith? Well, I don't. I'm really not sure that anybody should be singing this song. <laughs> well, you know, in general, but it's maybe that's not what the question means. Because um, you think of someone like one of our Muslim friends, whether he would be singing "Breathe" by Michael W. Smith, and I don't think so. Just by the mere fact, to my knowledge, I haven't read the Quran a whole lot, but I'm pretty sure um, the Quran doesn't talk about uh, the daily bread that the that the the Lord is, or, or talking about the breathing the presence. So uh, I would say probably not, but not for reasons that we would hope for. That is that it is so <laughs> full of uh, atonement and forgiveness by the death of Christ. Uh, rather, just by like you said, no one should be singing this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty bad. Uh, I mean, I I suppose a Muslim could. You know, there's a thing here where the Muslims. They got more, they're more mystical than you think. Okay. I got to find a Muslim hymnal here. Hold on, let me. Let's just. So this is a. a, uh, Zero to 12. I'm going to park this one at, let's say, um, 10 points on this one for me. Okay. How about you? Uh, You put a 10 in there. I got to put in a. Yeah, I'm gonna also. I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm gonna say a nine, just to be different. <laughs> okay. For the excitement and drama, of the praise song cruncher. Does the song okay. use full sentences? Let's check. This is the air I breathe. Yes, ah, and I. I'm desperate for you. And I'm. I'm desperate for you. That's a sentence. And I'm. I'm lost without you. I'm lost without you. I'm lost without you. I'm desperate for you. Look, now, remember how the whole romantic business went where I was telling these guys a couple weeks ago that if they wanted to just get a girl to marry them, they should just sing to them the praise song? The pro- Don't do that with this one because you'll be a little bit creepy. <laughs> Where at? Where in the song? I'm lost without you. I'm lost oh. <laughs> without you. I'm desperate for you. I'm lost. I'm lost. I'm lost without you. I'm yeah. lost without you. Enough already, fella. <laughs> A little bit too much. All right. Well, we need to take a quick break. Uh, We're already 
uh, done with this segment and only halfway through the Praise Song Cruncher 2.5.2 beta. But we'll finishing <laughs> finish crunching this guy right after this break. Don't go away. And I feel nice. I feel the response. I feel nice. I feel the response. You tuned in at the worst of all possible times. This is Table Talk Radio. I'm lost without you. I'm lost without you. I'm desperate for you. No, that's not. <laughs> that's actually a praise song. Uh, welcome back to Table Talk Radio. <laughs> Evan at Poetry Night at Club Rogue River. How'd you know? <laughs> anyway. How is Poetry Night at Michael Club Rogue River? You get your blue sunglasses I, I on. I usually rock it. <laughs> Open mic night. <laughs> That's right. Welcome to everyone's favorite poetry reading. <laughs> <laughs> this is my song. And then there's some uh, jerk in the back with the praise song cruncher. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's not using senses. <laughs> and he's talking which, about somebody dying. <laughs> Speaking oh. of which, is the next question on the praise song cruncher 2.5.2, or no, not 2.52 beta edition. Uh, and that is, does the song use senses? So did, I'm, did, I'm giving it seven for sentences. Um, I'm going to give it 7.3 just to be obnoxious. Whoa. All right. Look, the pr- the spreadsheet can handle decimals. That's great. <laughs> Does it focus on the mystical? Well, yeah. That's the next question. Eight. I'm going to give it 10. See what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Value has you have entered is not valid. Well, this <laughs> song is not valid. <laughs> That's great. I already broke the... The beta cruncher over he here. He very well could have just allowed that cell to take more than eight points, but he knew you would do that. <laughs> Predictable cruncher. I'll put eight on that one, too. Does the song focus on subjective feelings? Um, I'd say. <laughs> how can I trick it? 80. See if it'll... Uh, you can't brown. trick it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, eight, fine. That's uh, maxed out. Max this sucker out. We need a slider bar. Does uh, the song... Overtly talk about, talk about fire. fire. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that little detail stuck in Jonathan's mind. Let's see. Pres- that you are the holy air I breathe, but nah, no, no fire. fire. So zero on that one, I guess, huh? Kind At least for zero. me. Uh, is the song repetitive? Yes. More points for less repetition. More points for less repetition? Less, less points, points for, for more repetition. Zero That's what this guy gets. Me too. Uh, see, Does the see. song focus on Christ here now, apart from the sacrifice? Oh, wait a minute. Whoa. Hey, hold on a minute. Whoa. We did this wrong. Uh, go back to seven. Does the song focus on subjective? More points for focus on biblical truth. Less points Oops. for focus on subjective. Oh, my truth. goodness. Okay. Change from eight to zero on that. Yeah, me too. This is complicated. <laughs> That's More what you were asking for. for. You, need, you wanted a complicated one. Okay, hold on. We did that also wrong for number six. I changed it here. Okay, got it. Now, does the song focus on Christ here now, apart from the sacraments? 
Well, see, here's the tricky problem. No mention of Jesus. There's some sort of thing here which we presume is a deity. It doesn't even mention God in this song now, now that I look at it. Hey, question number eight needs to be reversed, too. So you get more points for lack of arson language. (laughs) (laughs) His words, not mine. Now, look, do you see this? Does the song focus on Christ? Answer, no, because it doesn't talk about Christ. But does it focus on God here and now? That would be the next question. And the answer is no, it doesn't talk about God at all. Do you see that? (laughs) This song could be sung by an atheist. Your holy presence living in me? I mean, you probably don't want to sing that about your cat. So how do you score this one, then? Because you want more points for God in heaven ministering through word and sacrament and less points for God subjectively here and now. Well, it's neither. Well, what if we don't put anything in there? Ooh, See what happens. Will that break the cruncher? In uh, A. I'm putting in A. See what happens. In A. That's not going to let it. Bam. <laughs> Value entered is not valid. There's a lot of things not valid about this song. How about we split it in half? 2.5. Okay. All I'm right. Putting, I'm putting. I'm putting five. All right. I'll you let, put two point five. Okay. Uh, next question is: Is the song in the first person? Yeah. Okay. That's five. More points that. for lack of I. Oh, less so points. Zero. Zero. So z- uh, zero on that one. Uh, zero for all I. It's all I. I'm. I'm desperate for you. Okay. All right. And then question twelve in the last one is the song romantic in nature. More points if it's not romantic. Less points if you could use it, could honestly sing it to the song. What if it's just kind of creepy, like, stalker? I'm going to give it four, then, for that same reason. I'm going to give it a zero, uh, one. Because this is romantic. It, no. About the wazoo. More points if it is not... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what I meant. One. So I'll go one, two. Okay, so now that brings the total score to 24.3, at least according to my calculations. Is that what you got, too? Yeah, yeah that's right. So this would be avoid at all costs. <laughs> well, that's right. That's about right. Yeah. Oh, that one worked out pretty good, but Pastor Wolfner still isn't uh, isn't isn't quite impressed. Yeah. So I'm uh, uh uh yeah. I gotta. I think we need to work on this one. This is a good college try at this thing here. Yeah. I mean, do we do? I do think we need Excel. I do think we need a a, a calculating engine working in the background to capture the power. The, the, just the sheer, raw, calculating power of the praise song cruncher and the various different variables. Right. I, by the way, I'm going to put on our website a tab for praise song cruncher, and you can check out all the uh, different uh, re- revisions of the praise song cruncher. You can get the original, and then the the 2.0, and then the recent 2.5, and then our latest one right here now too. So, and, and we have one forthcoming, right? From from our astrophysicist listeners. Yeah. Paul, the astrophysicist, is putting together a crunching okay, Bernoulli so equation. Check that out. It's at got to, hey, Paul. It has to have division in it somehow, <laughs> and I'd like a factor. I wouldn't. I in fact, I wouldn't mind it if we worked on some logarithmic functions. <laughs> okay, we need to get on then to name that logical fallacy. Pastor Wolfner oh, did yeah. show prep for this. So I'm going to let him tell us how the barely. Game works. Mike did show prep. Uh, Mike, Mike's show prep is more like bribery because Mike. <laughs> It has a dispute with me about the idea that Lutheranism is not an ism. Mike says that is the logical fallacy called uh, equivocation, but we'll get into that later. 
<laughs> Mike also happens to be the Sunday school teacher uh, for our youth here at Hope, <laughs> and he's teaching them logical fallacies, uh, and that's good. So we have, in fact, we, can we put this up there? There's a, a link to this handout, which is called Getting Familiar with Logical Fallacies or How to Avoid Being Tricked, superbrown.com slash logical fallacies. And it has the uh, number of logical fallacies here and uh, and uh, their definition and then some examples. All right? Very nice. Okay. Now, the way the name the logical fallacy game goes is one person, me, gives another person, you, a logical, logically fallacious statement, and then you give what logical fallacy is being violated. No, oh, I can do that. Piece of cake. All right. Now, now I'm gonna, well, uh, let's just work with three logical fallacies just for sake of ease here. Here's the first one. False dilemma or false dichotomy. Okay. Alternatives are held to be the only possible options when there are actually more. Yes. And that's the form as A is not true, therefore B is true. That's the... the okay. okay. Second logical fallacy today in the game is the false cause. Attempts to make a conclusion seem correct by assuming a casual connection, when in reality one may not exist or one may only exist as one of the many factors. Okay. A is the case, therefore B caused A. And your third logical fallacy today is straw man. Attempts to make a conclusion seem correct by misrepresenting an opposing point of view. Straw man arguments are often made as an attempt to make counter-arguments appear weaker than they actually are, preventing them from being clearly understood and considered. Some politicians use this technique frequently. Be on the watch. Straw man arguments can also be a reflection of not understanding a particular counter-argument. So this is when you kind of like mischaracterize a, a, a view or a position. Yeah. So like if you said something like, um, uh, table talk radio isn't a very good theological game show, then you would you're already characterizing it as a as a game show. I mean, a theological game show. Right, so. yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah, got it. Right. Okay, ready? Ready. Okay. I'm nail this. Those that believe baptism saves believe baptism is magic. <laughs> Uh, I okay. So here I have the false dichotomy. So here I'm looking for uh, putting two things against each other, uh, as if that that um, they couldn't be true, or a false cause that one caused the other, or a straw man that a position is. I think this is a straw man argument, and the uh, the reason yep, yep. I say that is because those who s- assert that baptism saves. Uh, is not saying so from the point of magic, but rather from the point uh, that God's uh, word actually is powerful. So that that's something different than magic. So I'm going to say straw man. I think you can. I think that could be right. In fact, that this could be a straw man. Although I'm looking at this as an example of the false dilemma or false dichotomy, uh, it, because there is in the statement an implied premise. <laughs> you say it again. If then. baptism. If bapt, uh, uh, let's see here. Those who believe baptism saves believe baptism is magic. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So the false, the, the premise hidden in there is, if baptism could save, it would be magic, which hides other possible oh, options. Okay, I got gotcha. you. See that how that goes? Yeah. Okay. I missed that one. Okay. Let's do it again. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Here's another one. War is never the answer. Uh, this is also an example of false dichotomy. <laughs> yeah, why? <laughs> uh, 
I thought I tricked you. Because uh, you're 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 setting forth um, only two possibilities: that you have only war or not war, and there's there's no uh, no in between. So that um, I don't know. Am I, am I right on that one? Is it a false false psychotomy? Yep. Yep. That's right. I'm not articulating it well, though. Here we state the argument more formally. We don't want to be counterproductive, therefore we don't want to engage yeah. in war. Yeah. But here's the problem. There's an implied premise, which is engagement in war is always counterproductive, which is false, or at least can be false, and it hides other possible options. That engagement in war could be productive, etc. See how that works? Yeah. Boy, this isn't an easy game. <laughs> it's not. We should right. probably think about it some more. Yeah, we should. Let's, let's do maybe one or two more on the other side of this break, and then we're going to play Preaching to Hollywood. And oh, uh, yeah. have, you know, all of your favorite songs. That, that's from your um, your playlist there, Pastor Wolfman. Yeah, that's right. Coming up. We'll be right back on Table Talk Radio. Seen a lot of things in this old world. When I touch the Have you ever been flipping through the radio and suddenly wonder why you've been listening to something? Well, this is Stable Talk Radio. Last segment of the program here on Table Talk whoa, Radio. One, huh? Yes, and hey, I want to play this game a little bit more. I'm going to try and get some points, actually. Oh, oh yeah. So we're points. playing the game. Uh, name that logical fallacy. We have two to choose, or two, three to choose from. Uh, false dilemma or false dichotomy. Same thing. Uh, false cause. Uh, this is where uh, you associate A being the cause of B, but that's not necessarily true. Or straw man, where you misrepresent. A person's position because it's easier to knock down than actual the actual argument. So give me uh, maybe another one, Pastor Wolfman. One more. How about this? Those that oppose increased spending on education don't want education of children to improve, and they therefore don't care about children. <laughs> True. No. Oh. Oh. That's a <laughs> logical fallacy. Um, I think that this is an example of straw man. Uh, it's not necessarily true that the the person who wants to cut. Uh, what was it? Spending on education? That is be yes. Oh wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. See now, now. Oh, oh. No, hmm. I, I'm going to stick with it. Straw man. So what you're saying is that the the position of the person asserting that is is that he hates children, but he hasn't said that. He just said we need to cut spending. I almost fell into thinking that this was a false cause, but I, I think that's uh, that logical fallacy is trying to get at something different. That something cause something else. So if I said like uh, um, uh, the reason we have so many Calvinists is because uh, they have um, uh, more uh, uh, computer literacy than everybody else. Well, that's not necessarily true. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So that's straw right. man, is that is that right? The, the, the techn- you are right. Technology yeah. increases the number of Calvinists. <laughs> right. <laughs> I wonder, right. I wonder if we actually ever commit logical fallacies on this game. Never. Probably not. Ever, ever, ever do we. Here's the, here's the argument com- stated more formally. Education should improve. Though, therefore, those, those that oppose increased spending on education don't want education to improve. Therefore, spending should be increased. The problem with the argument. Those opposed to increased spending could do so for any number of reasons and probably not to avoid improving education. So Correct. I think there's also a false uh, there's a f- false dilemma in there, which is 
if if you don't spend money, then education can't improve. That's uh, would also mm. be implied in those premises. Sure, I'd say. So, um, how many millions of Table Talk Radio points do I get? Seventeen red herrings. <laughs> yes. All right, now we get to the last game, Preaching to Hollywood. We're going to listen to a song, uh, look at its words, trying to diagnose the, what do I want to say, Patrick? Spiritual state. Yeah, that's nice. Spiritual state of the songwriter, person singing, and then talk about um, how to preach long gospel to this person. So this is, an, uh, this is a new song that woke me up this morning, and as soon as I woke up, I thought, that's the song we're using for Preaching to Hollywood. Uh, It's a new song by Christina Perry, and it is called Human, and it goes like this. Yeah, what do you think about that one? What is this one? The verse 2. I can turn it on, be a good machine. I can hold the weight of worlds, if that's what you need. Be your everything. I can do it. I'll get through it. But I'm only human. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I mean, the, the, it's it's a little ironic that we play this game at the same time we play uh, Praise Song Cruncher because <laughs> the <This> clarity is... <laughs> isn't... There on either one, I, 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 right? What I, what I would think that that verse two is referring to is that I can I can put on a face and 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 pretend uh-huh. like nothing's bothering me. I think you're right about that. But I'm reading now verse one, or as we would call it, stanza one. <laughs> I can hold my breath. I can bite my tongue. I can stay awake for days. If that's what you want, be your number one. I can fake a smile. I can force a laugh. I can dance yeah. and play the part. If that's what you ask, give you all I am. So, so here's some. some Is Jesus mentioned? Someone seems to be no. in some kind of a relationship where they're not happy, but they can, they can, they can push through it. You know, I, mean, I, I can, I can stand by your side, pretend like I'm into this, but I'm only human. At some point, I'm going to fall. At some point, I'm not going to be able to 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 stand this. Yeah, it's going to catch up to me one day. Yeah, I'll all Oof. come crashing down. All right, uh, Pastor, you 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 have you have more years in the in the holy office than I do. I'm, I can't wait to hear you diagnose this <laughs> well, spiritual state. Th- so it's what this song is singing about is the difficulty of hypocrisy. <laughs> so nice. you see, so it's um, saying, look, I can act this way, but there's it's building up on the inside, and so you know there, there's. Um, you know uh, what the the devil loves in uh, there's a couple things that the devil loves us uh, us and our sins and one thing that he loves is when we take our sins and we hide them and we 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 act differently than we uh, on the outside than we are on the inside and that's the, the that's the hypocrisy you put on a, a mask a face and so you're not you're not engaging with the world in some sort of in some in any sort of way of integrity but rather just by play acting um, there's the other thing the devil loves that we just boast in our sin and brag about it and this sort of thing. The thing the devil hates is when we, we can confess our sins. But um, but here we deal, and, and I suspect, you know, as we kind of do the preaching to Hollywood thing, I would suspect that one of the spiritual conditions that would be found often among actors and singers and performers is this 
wrestling around with hypocrisy because you're asked asked to play so many different roles. Mm. But the same thing is true probably in evangelical Christianity or just Christianity in general that people think that our Christian life is kind of a role that we're playing. And this is wrong and dangerous that we we want to deal with the world with a sense of integrity. So um I don't know, something like that's happening here. Yeah, I I think that um maybe a good starting point to talk at least for the law in into this conversation is to show that we have the inability to love. I mean, this this song really teaches us the depth of love, doesn't it? Because um, you you can externally put on a face, and you can externally you know smile and and show that uh, well, things are great between us, et cetera, et cetera. But when inside you're thinking, I really hate this place I'm in. I mm-hmm. I really I really hate standing next to this person. Um, it, it shows that that love is not just on the external, but it has to be really on the inside. And th- and this that's is right. this is what Jesus was teaching us that yeah, that, right. that the right. law starts at the heart. He he tells the the Pharisees, hey, you're not only um, murdering someone when you when you go up and, and 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 kill them and shoot them or stab them or something like that, but you're murdering when you when you harbor animosity in your heart. Uh, you're not only committing adultery when you commit the the sexual act, but when you're lusting in your heart. So so. For this person, look, you you can you can put on a smile, but but as far as our standing before God is concerned, you might as well not be doing it because uh, He mm-hmm. sees your heart. So this should mm-hmm. at least show us our inability to love that we are at our at our nature uh, selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 reason I I can't continue on in this is because I'm not getting the particular needs fulfilled that I want, um, which really. Uh, has nothing to do with with the way that we love. You see what I mean? So, yep. so so the the way the way that the scriptures teaches about love, you know how those different Greek words for love, agape is the one that is used in 1 Corinthians 13, love is patient, love is kind, etc. Um, and this is the the kind of love that that God teaches us about. Yeah. And yeah, right. it is it it does not love because it is being emotionally fulfilled. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. There's a sacrifice there. Yeah, I think that's perfect. So that when we say, I mean, here when we talk about this, I'm only human. We say, I mean, what that means is I'm only a sinner. I mean, I'm born yeah. under the deserving of God's wrath, and yet, and yet, Jesus also says, "I am human." <laughs> yes, but He's not only human; He's also God. So He's dying in our place to save us. Yeah, uh, bearing all of our sins. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. So, so I, I think that would be an interesting inroad. What you just mentioned to talk about what does it mean to be human? When you say I'm only human, what are you saying? Uh, that all humans fail, all humans uh, can only withstand so much. Well, when when uh, Jesus walked this earth as a human, he did so um, also as true God. And what could he withstand? Well, he was well, he withstood punishment for all sin on the, on the cross uh, mm-hmm. for you, so that your sins will be forgiven, so that your inability to love this person you're with is forgiven. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that is right. So here, here she's singing about how bad the words are in my head, the knives in my heart, but that's exactly how it is with Jesus. It's the nails in his hands. <laughs> yeah, that is really something. So that is uh, I, a song by Christina Perry. It's kind of, uh, I think, just now coming out. Um, Man, uh, we are cutting edge. Yeah, we, we are. are. We are on the edge of the cutting. <laughs> smooth <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> all right well if you have songs you want us to uh to 
to consider for preaching to Hollywood, you can email them, questions at Table Talker Radio. Or you can always give us a call, 1-800-385-SOLA, 1-800-385-7652. Thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Where the points are like trying to use Bernini's equation in the presence of fiction. <laughs> Wait, friction. you've been listening to Table Talk Radio. <laughs> the views expressed on this show are that of the that hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. <laughs> We would like your feedback on today's show. Call us toll-free, 1-800-385-SOLA. That's 1-800-385-SOLA. Or send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. You can listen again to this show or any of our past shows on our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio.